there, listeners. This is Nelson Dellis, four-time USA memory champion, memory expert, and host of your podcast here, The Mind Show. In this episode, we talk with Katie Kermode, who is a legend in the competitive memory field. Now, before we dive in, you may notice that there is no video this week. Um, I'm actually traveling. This podcast is done from a hotel room in Park City, Utah, where it's nice and snowy, cold, and feels like Christmas. So happy Christmas to everyone out there. Happy holidays. And as a reminder, as usual, I encourage every listener to go to the Extreme Memory Challenge website and take the test. Um, This is part of a research project that I support um, to help find a cure for cognitive diseases, um, mainly Alzheimer's disease. Just take the test. You go to extrememorychallenge.com. Very quick. takes about 5-10 minutes. And uh, if you can share that with your friends, we're trying to get a million people to take this test. Um, And we need those big numbers in order for the whole research to be uh, worth it. So without further ado, let's dive into the podcast with Katie. And I hope you enjoy it. It's a good one. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Mind Show with me, your host, my name is Nelson Dellis, uh, memory champion, and we are here with another memory champion, uh, Katie Kermode, um, who is one of the best top memory athletes currently. Um, and uh, thank you for being on the show. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, happy to be on the show. <laughs> Great. And uh, so I wanted to start just kind of telling you telling your story. Where, where, what's your background? I mean, a lot, not a lot of people know who you are unless they're in the, the memory sports world like me. But um, who are you? Where, where, where are you from? What do you do? Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm from, from Manchester in the UK. Um, well, not originally, but um, this is where I live. And yeah, I got started in memory sports uh, around about 2008. Um, although I, I found out about memory techniques when I was um, maybe 10 or 11 at school. Okay. Um, it wasn't until I went to uni that I found out about uh, memory competitions. So my first one was... Ben Primor's uh, friendly, um, or it was called the Cambridge Memory Championship back in 2008. And yeah, I've got two kids, so I've had a couple of um, sort of long breaks from memory sport, but uh, it was last year's XMT that I sort of came back into it. Um, Yeah, it's all going well this year. That's great. Yeah, you've had a a really great year. Um, A comeback, I guess, if you can call it that. Um, But, uh, or you didn't really go anywhere, Um, just had some kids, right? (laughs) What, so what do you do for a living, though? What's your main occupation? Um, I'm a freelance translator. Um, so, yeah, it's it's mainly, um, it, it's all written translation, so um, oh, it's Dutch, French, and German into English. Oh, wow. Um, so a, a few different languages there. Yeah, I, uh, I, I didn't know that. Always okay. always interested in languages. Yeah, and, and so you're fluent in, in those languages, yeah? Um, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say fluent, but, yeah, reading... Reading them, um, you know, I'm very fluent at that. So okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess you would have to be. Can you can you speak them fairly <laughs> well though? I wouldn't say I do. I, I would like to speak them better. So, you know, like at um, championships, I always like to practice a little bit. Like at the X and T, I practiced. Um, I tried to practice a bit of Dutch with Vessel, and you know, I was practicing Spanish the other day with Javier. It, you know, I just really enjoy languages. So I'd love to try speaking um, all sorts of different languages. 
Nice. If I had lots of time. And, and so how did, I mean, you said you love languages, but did that, when you first started studying them, whenever that was, was that just out of interest or did you have, are your parents uh, from a, a Dutch background, German background, anything, or it was just your own interest? Um, my, my dad used to actually translate Dutch as well. So I suppose that uh, was where that came from. At school, we just did French and German. Okay. Um, but I actually went to uni to do computer science instead. So I started out as a programmer and basically because I, I loved languages so much, um, after a few years, I just um, said, right, I'm just, I'm just going to give this up and start out on my own and become a freelance translator. So that's what I did. Interesting. So, I mean, I'm, t I'm focusing on the language part, obviously, because one of your top things is words. Um, one of the memory events, mm -hmm. you're the best at it. Um, but so would you say... I mean, your passion for languages, I mean, you're, you're probably very good at it, um, just me knowing you, um, but do you think that comes from, I guess the quick question is, uh, a natural gift, or is it just because you had such a passion for it that you immersed yourself so much and, and got good at it because you were obsessed with it, I guess? It's, it's hard to say, really. I, I guess because I've been exposed to so many different languages, it does help with words because... Um, you know, every, every word has so many different associations. Yeah, I guess I guess the studying helps, or maybe um, maybe it's because I'm good with words that I, I got interested in languages. I don't I don't really know um, the answer to that one, but yeah, I just just always been really um, passionate about learning languages. Okay, yeah, yeah. So let's let's dive into that part. Um, from what I gathered over the internet this past weekend at the European Championship, you just broke the world record for memorizing the most names in 15 minutes, which was 318, is that right? Sorry, that, that's words, 318. Uh, names was 200? Yeah, and names with 200. Uh, both amazing records. Okay. Um, congratulations, by the way. Those uh, those records have been sitting there for a while, um, especially the words one. So how, how did it feel to, <laughs> to, to break that? I mean, I know we had talked about it um, a number of weeks ago. I saw you and, and you were kind of hoping to go for it. It just, how did it feel when the, the, the attempt was going on? It actually, yeah, it felt good. I, I went for 348 words. I've been thinking really carefully about how many I should go for mm -hmm. because you know that the scoring is so um, harsh that, you know, make sure if I get any errors, then I can still be in with a chance of the record. Yeah. Um, my best in training was 304. So, you know, to get 318 was, um, was an all-time PB for me. Um, yeah. But actually, I think there were two words... I swapped at the last minute, and I, I really shouldn't have. Um, so if, if I hadn't done that, it would have been uh, three three eight. Wow. So yeah, it, it just felt really good at the time, and it was a nice bonus because you know I wasn't really expecting or any pressure on myself. But, um, it was just it was just a really nice bonus to get that. Um, I, I was really happy about it. Yeah, that's 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 amazing. Um, so three hundred and eighteen. Yeah. So for those who don't know, the the way it's scored is. Um, at, there's a certain amount of words, you get 15 minutes, and everything's in rows of 20. Um, so during recall, um, you have to remember each row. If you get um, a word wrong, one word wrong in a row, it's half, so you get 10 points, even though you may have 19 correct um, in that row. And then if you get more than one, that row is, is, is zero. So you can remember a lot of words and make just a mistake here or there, and that, that can... Uh, cut down a lot of your points, which is what you're saying. You could have had 338. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> um, so what's your what's your technique for those out there? Um, I'm sure they're wondering because some people who are in, in a lot of people actually who 
computer memory competitions. They're really good at the numbers, um, uh, cards, things that you can develop a system for, and uh, you know you know what you're going to get, right? You, you know yeah. you're going to get digits between zero and nine for numbers, and 52 cards. They're always there, albeit they're shuffled. Um, but with words, you know, there's thousands and thousands of words that could possibly show up in whatever order. So, how do you approach it? What do you do? Okay, so I, I basically put four words in each location, which um, is a little bit unusual because I think most people do two or maybe three. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, the first time I read them, it's, it's really just reading. And if there's anything that's visualized, uh, visualize it in that location. But I don't, I don't try really hard to make images for the abstract words. Um, you know, I just, I just sort of read them and carry on. And then when I read it again, I, I try to really focus on the difficult words and sort of let it change the meaning of the, of the concrete words somehow. So, for, you know, for example, if you've got an adjective, then I apply it to the, the thing that's in the location rather than make a separate image. So it all becomes like one big story, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Um, okay. something, else that, something else that I do, which uh, I, I don't know of anyone else who does this, um, I have a fixed person in each location. I also do this in, in uh, numbers and cards as well. Um, so the story never happens just on its own. It's always attached to a person. It's always the same person um, in a specific location. So, you know, like uh, Ben Primrose is always on my driveway and, uh, you know, a family member is always in the hallway and then my husband's in the, in the dining room. So, yeah, the story always gets attached to a certain person. I think that really, really helps me. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm also in the bathroom. Is that right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You're in my bathroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Um, so for those who don't know, I mean, she's mentioning locations. She's talking about a memory palace. So you use a familiar journey through a place that you know. What we're talking about here is maybe, for example, is your house. Um, but what she's saying she does different is she'll have at each location on top of the things she's memorizing there, a person, which I think that's an awesome idea. Um, just because it probably gives so much more context to the random words, right? You can, yeah. and you have the location, it just makes it probably that much stronger, right? That's right. So like if I, if I see a word like impatient, then it's not like I have to just come up with a, a, a random image for the word impatient. I just imagine that that particular person is being impatient and that's so much easier for me to remember. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So imagine, let's let's just choose one of your memory palaces. Let's say you have one for your house, I'm guessing. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the entryway, the front door, who's there? Um, well, the, dr- the driveway is Ben and then my nephew, whose name is Sammy, he's in the, the hallway. Okay. Let's, let's do Ben because we've had him on the show. People know what he yeah. looks like. So he's in your driveway. So imagine the words that you had to list. I'm going to say four random words and just kind of talk me through what you would visualize. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. So it would be change, mm-hmm. house, mm-hmm. football, and, li- mm-hmm. and liberty. Liberty. Okay. So um, you, you group them in the four together, right? So this yeah, is maybe a yeah. cluster you might have. You're in your memory palace at the driveway, and you got to come up yeah. with a picture for those four. Okay, so um, perhaps I'd probably imagine a small house. So I'd imagine that Ben was switching around um, various sort of dolls' houses, like really small houses. Okay. Um, and maybe he puts a football in, in one house and the Statue of Liberty in, in the next house, and he's he's just sort of changing them around, moving them around on a, on the table or something. 
Okay. So in that case, because I, I, house and football are very concrete, change is more, you know, it's more abstract and same with liberty. But I guess if yeah. something pops out like Statue of Liberty, that that's a very concrete image. You would use yeah. that. Yeah. And then. Yeah, I try to do that as much as possible. Yeah. And then change is a very uh, action-y, action kind of mm. thing. So you can apply that easily. Okay. Very cool. Um, and then, yeah, but then, so my issue, I guess, would be with four words and what you just did is, you know, so you have been there changing up this house um, that has a football in it and Statue of Liberty. I, it's it, it's very visual, but I, I, I feel like I'd have, uh, I'd make mistakes on extracting the four words from that scene afterwards, you know, but maybe that right. just takes practice. I don't know. Yeah, I think the thing that's more common for me is to have a complete blank of the whole location yeah once i get one word the, the whole the four words tend to all come back so um you know what, one thing i do struggle with is getting words the wrong way around i mean this is what happened in my attempt uh on sunday was that i had these these two words the wrong way around and there were two others that i wasn't sure about so if it hasn't hadn't been for those two pairs um i've got three four eight so i really need to practice um you know being really, really confident of which order the items are in. Um, but yeah, having four in one location isn't really a problem for me. Yeah, yeah. And then so you, how many, for this attempt, you for the world record, how many um, locations did you need? Oh, um, <laughs> bit or, of mental yeah. maths here. Um, <laughs> or well, how many uh, so, uh, different journeys did you use? Or did you have to use? Um, it's all based on journey. So what okay. I do is... Um, each uh, column of 20 words is one section of a house. So it'll be either an upstairs or a downstairs, or if it's a small house, it's the whole house. So I lived in quite a lot of houses um, throughout my life. So it just goes backwards from the present day to um, the house I lived in when I was um, 16, basically. That's that's the one I got to at the end. Um, so yeah, each, each of the four words is in a, a separate room and then, you know, so I think of five different rooms in each each part of the house. And then, so I mean, if you're training, also you must have a lot um, all set up. I, I'm guessing you have some specifically for words, some specifically for cards, or do you mix them all together? Um, yeah, I, I have separate journey for each um, each discipline. So with words in my my head, and I also used to use that for abstract images because. The two types of data are totally different, so there's no chance of getting confused. But yeah, cards has its own journey and binary and numbers. So yeah, I, I never really mix them up. Okay, very interesting. Um, and then let's let's talk about uh, names, right? So um, you're also okay. one of the you're also one of the top um, memorizers of names, and you just, as you told us before, broke the record um, for international names. Uh, at least that's probably the hardest because you have a combination of uh, Chinese names and Indian names, American names, German names, um, for first and last names, it's it's just very uh, worldly, uh, which makes it challenging. The, the names are pretty long, but you did 200 in uh, 15 minutes, which, was, which is awesome. Nobody's broken the 200 uh, name uh, barrier ever. So um, what's, your, what's your technique there? I mean, are you using much of a technique or are you just naturally good at, at names? I, I don't consciously use any any technique. It may be thought, yeah. if it's a very difficult name, then I'll come up with something that it sounds like. But 
Um, other than that, I just read the name and think about where that person might come from. Um, just get a feel for the name, really. Katie, that's not fair, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's very incredible. Yeah, I mean, for us of mortals, we have to uh, come up with a picture in this, this kind of elaborate um, uh, image creation. But uh, that's incredible that you don't need to do much of that. So I, I've heard around um, from other memory athletes that you, and this probably helps with things like names and, and memorizing words, but that you have synesthesia, is that correct? Yeah, um, you know, it's something that, you know, I, w I wouldn't have really noticed until talking to, um, for instance, Yanja, who, who has the same thing, and she's also very good at names, and I think um, it helps us both in the same way, that every sort of word or name is associated with maybe a color or a texture or some sort of picture. Um, I wouldn't say it's it's really, really strong and obvious. It's just like a subtle um, like image that's there in the background. I, th I think it really does help. Yeah. Um, and you know, and it, it means I don't get names mixed up because they might have completely different textures or colors. What's, what's an example? Something, can you give us an example? Um, okay, like the name Cedric, which um, turns up occasionally in memory league names. Um, that name uh, sort of tastes like vinegar to me. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> it's not my favorite name. Um, or the word, uh, the name uh, Pamela reminds me of like it's very sugary. It's hard to explain. Uh -huh. But yeah, each name has its own distinct kind of feel. Interesting. What does what does Nelson do? Um, Anything. It, it's kind of blue and orange, and yeah, it's like some. It's, it's sort of some water on, on metal, and it's blue and orange. Interesting. Okay. That's, fan That's interesting. <laughs> I'm going to ask you what that what that feels like when you've probably forgotten it, and hopefully you say the same thing. <laughs> if I say the same answer, yeah. Yeah, yeah it would be interesting to see. That's great. So you how did you, so you broke these two records at this uh, European Championship last weekend. What, uh, what did you end up uh, in terms of your placing? Were you third? Yeah, that's right. Behind um, Alex and uh, Simone Reinhardt. Yeah, um, I was really pleased with that because, you know, I, I knew I wasn't up to anywhere near Simon's level. Um, Marlo and I had a bit of a, you know, a bit of a friendly rivalry trying to um, keep up with each other. And yeah, I was really, really happy to get third. And I was I was very happy with my points total. Yeah, what was your final total points there? I think it was 6,216. So nice. enough to get me up to 17th in the world, which is really really nice yeah. um yeah i was yeah i was very um keen to get into the top 20 so yeah i was, I was happy with that nice congratulations yeah that's a top score um and you. are you what are your plans next for um competing are you going to go to singapore there's the world championships there or are you done for 2016 um, yeah that, that's me done for this year but i'm hoping to go to as many as i can next year so um, if there's an world championship, I'll definitely be there. Um, yep. And definitely, if there's championships in the UK, then I'll, I'll be going. Yeah. Very cool. And so, for um, people out there who aren't, uh, they're just getting into memory sports and memory training. What are, What are some pieces of advice that you could give? I mean, based on your, tr what do you do for training? Are you do it, spending hours a day doing this, you probably can. You're, you're, you're a working lady and you have children. You probably have very yeah. limited time. So um, <laughs> what's your training schedule like? And, and what do you recommend for someone who's starting out? Um, yeah, I, I personally 
you can't have much of a schedule. Say my kids are doing something quiet for a minute or they've, they've gone to a friend's house or something. It's, it's not something I can plan. Um, I'm going to spend an hour a day or anything like that. But, you know, even I think if somebody's starting out half an hour a day is, um, you know, it is enough to really uh, make good progress and try a little bit of each sort of um, discipline every, every day. Um, a bit of cards, a bit of numbers. Um, you know, that, that's what I would do. Try and try and cover everything um, yeah. every day if possible. Another thing I'd love to talk about, um, just because it's it's been very impressive, at least to me, um, how quickly you've gotten good at this, um, is is your cards and your numbers. Um, you know, from what I had never really met you until before uh, XMT, um, but yeah. from what I knew about you was you were the best at words and names and not really much else, um, which was like <laughs> the kind of, okay, great, she has weaknesses, that's good. Um, but it seems like you've trained a lot and, and, and kind of uh, tweaked your methods for some of the other more formal um, events like cards and numbers that require a That's system. Right. Um, so what are you using? I know we talked about this, but to share with the listeners, what are you using now for cards and numbers versus what you were doing before? Okay, so before I, I had a three-digit system um, and a two-card system, but that was completely based on categories. And... Um, I had that system for, um, at least for the numbers, for about eight years. Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't getting very fast at it. Okay. Um, and I, about a year ago, I started using the system to make everything into syllables. So each three-digit number would be pronounced as a syllable. But because I was using degrees, the um, the word that I was making with a syllable wouldn't correspond with the actual image, which, which sounds uh, crazy now now that I tell you, but that that's what I was trying to do. Okay. <laughs> You know, now I'm thinking, well, no wonder I wasn't getting very fast. So um, I'll try and explain what I've got now. So the the first and last digit of the three is a consonant with the major system. And the the digit in the middle is a vowel. So like, so 137 would be tick. So I I imagine a big green tick. Um, And cards is basically the, the same idea, but... The two values of the cards, um, that would be the, the the two consonants and the the combination of the suits. So there's uh, eight different possibilities because I'm using um, only the, the black first combinations. I'll explain that in a minute. But um, so there's eight different suit combinations, eight different vowels. And yeah, it's the same as the numbers. It just makes one syllable. Um, and... The idea with only using the black first pairs is something that um, Johannes Mallow uh, created, I think, and also Alex Mullen uses this. So, you know, it, it must be a good idea. <laughs> um, is is that instead of having two thousand seven hundred four images, you have only one thousand three hundred fifty two, and you have a, in each locus you you memorize until you get to um a black first pair so if it's if it's a red first pair i use the same image as i would do if it was black first um and then stop when i get to to a black first pair does that make sense yeah 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 yeah, yeah. makes perfect sense to me um but uh that's that's super clever i mean especially 
you know, simpling the the numbers and the card suits uh, the combinations down to a single syllable uh, word, which is turning the cards into something that you're unstoppable at, which makes it that much more scary for uh, the other competitors. That's incredible. So, what's your um, what's your best card time in practice right now? Um, in practice, it's twenty one point one four seconds. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's close. Yeah, I mean, I, I never thought I'd get to these sort of times. It's um, it's really crazy. You know, before I changed my system, my best was 36 seconds. And that, you know, it took me so long to get to that point, And yeah. that was just a complete one-off. So, you know, after changing my system, I I broke the 30-second barrier within two weeks. I mean, this is definitely the system I'm going to continue using because it's, um, you know, I've made so much progress and hopefully I can, I can carry on because it, it would be so amazing to break 20 seconds. Um, it still seems impossible. Um, and, and this weekend in the competition, I, I couldn't even get anywhere near that. I mean, it's, it's totally different when you're just sitting there in, in the real thing, you know, but, yeah, sure. um, in practice it's going well. And do you, I know you said, so you, you hit 21, um, yeah. but have you hit sub 20, sub 20, I mean, so sub 30, sub 25 multiple times or? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, generally sub 30. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So when you practice, you typically expect to get 20 to 30 seconds somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Nice. And what about numbers? Um, I guess a good measure would like five minutes. Do you practice that one anymore or? Yeah. Um, I've recently broken the 300 barrier for the first time. Nice. Um, couldn't quite do it at the competition this weekend, but um, yeah, I, I got 320 in practice. So um, I just want I just want to keep going now and and try and maybe get 400 one day. So that leads me to the next question: Like, what's what what are your goals now? I mean, I, you obviously love to to compete in memory sports, and you're getting better, and you love that. But is there something that's on like your bucket list? Is it is it getting that 400 digit in competition uh, or is it under 20 seconds in competition? Is it a championship win? What do you, what would you like to do? You know, what I've wanted to do since I started is you know, just to be world champion, but it's, it, you know, that's obviously a very distant dream. Yeah. Definitely breaking 20 seconds in cards would be great because that was just something I never, ever dreamed of. Um, you know, when I started memory sports, I think the, the speed card record was maybe 35. Yeah. When I got it, I got interested in reading barracks. Um, so yeah, this it seems unreal, and it, it would it would be great to, to break twenty seconds. Yeah, that's a good goal. I would love to be somewhat close to that once again. Uh, I've yeah, I've, I've I mean, I've, once again, no, I've never gotten that close, but I was around the thirty second mark uh, pretty consistently, um, but I've kind of lost that speed. I would love to get faster. It's it's it's. I hope that comes back one day. One question I had for you, um, being a woman, I get this question all the time. Um, why are there less women in memory competitions than men? And I, I say, I don't know. I, I usually say, because women know that they have a good memory ready, they don't need to prove it. <laughs> um, but <laughs> what's your, do you have any idea? Because it's, uh, you know, the top is pretty crowded with, with men. I mean, it's you, Nyanja, um, yeah. Melanie from Germany is coming up as well. Um, there's some Chinese competitors as well, but most of it is men. Why? What, what do you think? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'm not sure I know the answer. I mean, whenever I talk about uh, memory sports to my friends, yeah. the, the men are always much more interested in 
and hearing about it. But I, I don't know why that is. Um, I think some of the women just say, oh, isn't that a bit geeky? You know, it, it doesn't have the same um, appeal. Whereas the men are like, wow, that sounds really cool. I'd love to learn these systems. And, you know, I, I, I don't know why that should be the way it is. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, should, it should be great if, if more women would, um, yeah, you know, would enter competitions and give it a go. Do you do any uh, memory training, like, uh, on the side, like, business-wise, or no? Um, I've, I've given the odd lesson, but that, that's about it. Um, it's not something I've really got into. Um, I guess I don't have much time. I work and the kids, so and, and memory training, obviously, um, in my own training. So, yeah, it might be something I, I do in the future. But, um, yeah, at the moment, I just I just want to train as much as possible, and um, I'm just having so much fun with it. And, uh, yeah, I, I just love going to the competitions, meeting all the, the people, and it's such a lovely um community of of athletes yeah that yeah it's it's just the best thing to do it's 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 so much fun and what's something i mean i didn't know that you were so um talented with languages i mean it makes sense but what else is something about you that doesn't have to do with memory at all that people may not know um i'm a big football fan (laughs) you may not know that (laughs) yeah that's right what's your team again is it um my my team's crew alexandra it's a very small team. Um, my husband supports Liverpool, so yeah, we love watching them, and we, we go to as many matches as we can. And we take my little boy, who um, he's seven, and yeah, he loves watching it as well. So yeah, yeah, that's fun. That's funny. I wouldn't have uh, pegged you as a as a football uh, fanatic. Are you crazy about it? Like you you'll like shout at the TV and, and go to matches and stuff, and yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I would love to see Pretty that. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Um, thank you so much uh, for sharing some of that. Um, I hope the listeners um, that inspired some of them. I'm sure, you know, a lot of people, like I said before, really want to know how to do words, names, um, and how, you know, to train different ways to get faster. And, and you're the perfect example for that. So. Thank you for that. Um, I look forward to seeing you at some competition next year. Um, you totally des- you destroyed me at the, the Memory League Championships last uh, last month. Um, so hopefully I can try to get some uh, revenge at some point. <laughs> but thank okay. you, Katie. Good to hear from you. I'll see you soon. Great. Thank you for having me on the show. Good to talk to you. No problem. Bye, Katie. Bye.